Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. I'm Deb McBride, astrologer of 30 years, and it's Sunday, October 27th, 2019, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where we have had a beautiful day despite the rainy season. In any case, happy new moon. This is the day of the new moon, the evening of the new moon, which happens tonight, 11.38 p.m. Eastern Time at 4 degrees of Scorpio. So, very interesting. Right away, we get some really interesting information. The new moon in Scorpio is a very deep, intense, powerful uh, new moon. And if we are to think about this new moon and have perhaps do a ritual for the new moon. It should be about something deep and profound in our lives. It shouldn't be something like, you know, fluffy. It should be where we've examined and we've thought it out and we've processed a bit and we are uh, doing a ritual to encourage and enhance our power in our life and our magic in our life and things that are not on the earth yet because you know Scorpio is a water sign and it rules the underworld and there are things that we are trying to conjure up this time of year and so we need to conjure this is the day to conjure because it is the day of the new moon now this is a particularly special new moon because It is not just the sun in the moon conjunct at four degrees of Scorpio. This is the sun in the moon conjunct opposing Uranus. So Uranus, as we know, as we've been talking about, is in Taurus. And this is a rare occasion because Uranus takes 84 years to go around the zodiac. So it hasn't been in Taurus in a really long time. And Uranus actually really likes to be in Scorpio. It's exalted in Scorpio. So it's in a sign of what we call its fall but the new moon is in scorpio and so they connect and uh exactly actually um tonight so that new moon is really going to be very powerful and if there's ever a time to do a ritual or a process or an awakening or an epiphany have an epiphany now is the time Because Uranus is the planet of, uh, it could be chaos, it could be change, it could be wild abandon, but what it really is, is it's, it's innovation and it's revelation and revolutionary. And so if we want to do something brand new, uh, and we want to really initiate something brand new, this is the time to do it. It's a new moon. It's with Uranus. If you've come up with a, an incredibly creative idea for something, maybe in your business, this is a great time to start that, implement that. This is a very powerful new moon. It is really, we're still in the dark of the moon until, you know, another couple hours, but it really is a time of great power. Now, Scorpio gets a bad reputation, but really, the darkness is powerful when we put the light on it and we enlighten whatever is in the dark. 
So when you flick the light on in the room, you have clarity. You see what's going on in the room. If you walk into a, ro- a room and there's no lights, you're like, oh, I can't see anything. There's nothing going on here. What, Whatever's going on here, I don't know what's going on here. So it's about the light, the light that we are going to embrace um, as we have this new moon. Now, this could mean since it's pretty late new moon tonight, opposite Uranus, which is going to happen in the middle of the night with the sun. So the, the moon is going to hit Uranus before the sun because the moon moves faster. And so tonight at 1138, it will be four degrees, 25 minutes of Scorpio where the new moon is. And then Uranus is going to get that moon opposition just about midnight. This is all Eastern time. And then hit get the hit from the sun in the middle of the night of 4.14 a.m. So this is all happening while we're sleeping, while we're dreaming, while we are conjuring in our sleep. You could have some really profound dreams tonight if it's nighttime for you. You could have a really profound work day if it's bright daylight for you on your side of the world. You can have anything you want right now because Uranus is a magician and Uranus can help us conjure and create whatever we want at this new moon. So think about what you really want. Think about what serves you now. Think about what's not in the light of your life. What's been in the darkness and needs to come out into the light. How do you make that happen? How do you do some magic? Um, you can really create some magic tonight. So uh, my advice is, you know, and, and, we're still in the phase of the new moon tomorrow and the next day and you know for a couple days so if you can't think of a magical uh ritual tonight you can certainly do it tomorrow and if you're listening to this and it's monday you can do it tonight <laughs> monday night um but really you want to you want to use this new moon you don't want to just go oh, the new moon okay we start a new monthly cycle you want to just say this is this is the time to meditate this is the time to go deep within and ask questions this is the time to conjure and um you know make make something of it and f- figure something out and reveal something. It's a good time of revelation because that's what Uranus does. It, it reveals and it shows you something and it gives you, uh, it gives you a brilliant idea. So a light bulb may go on. So, you know, we're in the dark of the moon right now. The new moon happens. It starts to become something else. It's no longer, you know, we're not in the dark anymore. It opposes Uranus. Hey, the light bulb goes on. This could be something really powerful. Now, if you're a restless sleeper and you have this happening while you're sleeping, it could be that you have a lot of wild dreams because Uranus does that. It, it, it affects the nervous system in an interesting way. And it doesn't always make us calm. So this is a very high energy new moon. So if you feel kind of wired right now, you're not alone. And this is what this is about. It's not something where we just roll over and go back to sleep, even though it's a water sign that represents the underworld (laughs) and the darkness. It really is the, you know, sort of the electrical shock of, you know, the new moon is high energy and it's opposing that planet of lightning, you know, so, so it's a time to invent something. So invent something new, uh, create something new, invent something that's going to serve your life better or serve your relationships because it is an opposition. It's, you know, sun and moon opposite Uranus. So very powerful, very interesting.
The other thing that's going on today is that this morning, Eastern Time, Mars squared Saturn. So, I, if you listened to me last week, and you listened to me the last few weeks, you know that we are in this sort of interesting navigation of, first it was the sun in Libra moving through Libra and reaching a square, which is a 90 degree aspect and, and a challenging aspect. Remember, remember the the uh, sort of perpendicular aspects we had to learn in geometry, that's what they're doing. So the sun came in and made the square to Saturn, and then it made the square to Pluto, and that took place over the course of the week earlier in the month. Now here we are at the end of the month, in the last week of October, and Mars is now following that same path that the sun took. And Mars is moving into, it moved into that square with Saturn, which is in Capricorn, and Mars is in Libra, and Mars is talking to Saturn. So things may have been a little stuck or feeling a little unwieldy or just not not moving. And if that's the case, or if you've been going up and down a lot, and we'll talk about that tonight too. If you've been going up and down, uh, this is one of those moments when you felt maybe you were going down a little bit. But Mars, Mars and Saturn aren't exactly... Uh, the best companions in, in that relationship of square. Mars wants action. Mars wants to take action. Right now it's in Libra. Libra's a cardinal sign that does take action. But Libra's polite. Libra is gentle. Mars is a warrior. Mars is saying, you know what? <laughs> I need a good argument. I need a good, I need a good argument. I need a good war. You know, a warrior implies that there's a war. If there's a warrior around, they're usually going to war. <laughs> you know, warriors don't like to be grounded. They don't want to be polite. They don't want to sit around and, you know, sip tea. They want to go to war. And that's what Libra likes, you know, serenity and having a nice cup of tea on a Sunday afternoon. Mars isn't like that. But it is making this aspect to Saturn. And Saturn is really, you know, the planet that it tends to impede, but we need to plow through any sort of wall Saturn puts up to learn the lesson to get past our fears and anxieties. And Mars is saying, just blow the doors off the wall and just get through it. And that's been complicated a lot lately, mostly because, you know, Mars, Mars wants to do that, but Saturn's with getting close to Pluto. And as I've talked about every week for the last, what feels like million weeks, um, <laughs> Mars, Mars is going to come in, slam Saturn, and then slam Pluto. Now Mars and Pluto are a little more like each other. They are rulers of Scorpio. They're more intense. Mars likes it, dealing, duking it out with Pluto. Saturn's a little more. I'm not having this argument. Saturn puts its palm up, the stop sign. No, we're not doing this. And so Mars has a, gets a frustrated energy. And so there's been some frustrated energy this week. If you've had energy and then you felt your energy decline. And what I noticed and what I have been noticing and speaking to people about is that, if, you know, during this whole Saturn-Pluto, we are going through these cycles of empowerment and unempowerment and empowerment and then unempowerment. And what happens is you go up and you're like, yes, I got through the block. I got through the fear. I'm, I'm conquering my demons. Yes. And 
then you can hit Saturn again. <laughs> that, that's Pluto. That's the Pluto part. That's like, yeah, I'm, I'm conquering my demons. I'm going within. I'm going into the dark. And then Saturn like slows it all down. And then you completely doubt everything that just happened. Is it real? Am I making it up? I thought I was progressing. I was thought I was getting so far. And I'm back here again. It feels like I'm back to square one. And I'm exactly where I started from. And this feels like I did this 10 times already in the last month. And I hear that a lot. And it's frustrating, it's irritating, it's aggravating, it gets on your nerves. It's just like, oh, this again? What do you mean? I thought I did this already. I thought we finished this. I thought we conquered this task. And here it is back again because it's another layer of the task that we're tackling. Pluto helps us break through. Pluto helps us transform it. And we have to find that transformer in us. We can't just keep succumbing to the the bummer that we can get to like when mars squares saturn it's like here's that wall again and i really felt this in the middle of the week i felt it in the middle of the week at the end of the week and it's interesting that it really perfected today because i really felt like okay now we're moving now we're getting someplace as opposed to what it felt like several days ago and mars wants to go ahead and do what it wants to do because it's mars and Pluto is saying, great, let's plow, let's, let's make it happen, let's empower ourselves. And before Mars can get to Pluto, it has to talk to Saturn first and get Saturn's permission. And, you know, Saturn's like, why do you want to go there? What do you want to do there? What? It's like the parent, you know, what your parents are asking you. Why are you going there? Why do I need to give you the car keys? Where, where's, where are you going? And we're all going to go, like, have this incredible experience but we need to get our parents' permission first, or we have to find a way to conquer what looks like the authority figure that is talking to us and how we can move through this and, and conquer our anxieties and empower ourselves. What looks like somebody said no. If somebody says no, we say, well, I'm going to work around the no. That's all. That's what we have to do. So this was an exciting day. We've had Mars square Saturn. And we're having the new moon oppose Uranus. And so whatever Mars and Saturn might be showing you that might be feeling like it's arduous and you're exhausted and you're tired from just beating your head against the wall or beating your pillow with your fist, um, you can probably break through it later with the new moon to Uranus. So pay attention. See what happens. Watch what shifts. Where, watch where the consciousness shifts. Then we move into later in this week. And on Wednesday, the 30th, Mercury, which is in Scorpio, conjuncts Venus, which is in Scorpio. And so we get to have conversations about things that are important to us, things that are meaningful, things that we want, love, money, friendship, um, the things that are helping us in our lives, the, the good stuff. So Mercury and Venus together are having an interesting conversation. And they're both in Scorpio. And they're at the end of Scorpio. And once we get into Friday, Venus is going to leave Scorpio. But once we, and go into Sagittarius, but once we, once we get to Mercury here, Mercury is slowing down because guess what's happening this week? Mercury's going retrograde on Halloween the 31st. So when it conjuncts Venus on Wednesday, we can have powerful conversations because Mercury's stopped. Mercury's really stopping on Wednesday and it's not 
doing anything on the 30th. It's at this place of 27 degrees Scorpio. And it's moving very, very, very slowly. And it's really hanging out with Venus. And though this conjunction happens at 6.04 p.m., really Mercury goes to 27 tomorrow. Venus is at 24 tomorrow. So Mercury's a little ahead of Venus. But they really are going to meet up. They're really actually conjunct right now. But the, the potency of the conjunction is Wednesday. And if you stop and slow down your thoughts and think and listen, you may get some really good answers about something, particularly in your life, that has to do with Venusian matters, whether it's money, love, friendships, um, creativity. Creativity, things that could be very uh, potentially positive on a creative level. Now, creative doesn't mean you're an artist or you work in the advertising in industry in the creative department, or <laughs> it means that, you know, we get creative about everything. There's a creative way to get through traffic. There's a creative way to navigate the, our parents, <laughs> say, especially if they don't, they're not together anymore. There's a creative way to handle your children. There's a creative way to get your dog to go out. You know, there's, there's a creative way to rearrange the furniture in your house. So creative creativity is like thinking outside the box a little bit. And that is a very helpful um, aspect, Venus and Mercury together. So then we go to that Mercury retrograde, what's going to happen at 11.42 a.m. Eastern time. Mercury will retrograde at 27 and change of, of uh, Scorpio. And it's been in Scorpio most of the month. It went into Scorpio on the 3rd of October. And it's been sitting in Scorpio ever since. It's going to be in Scorpio all of November. It will go direct on the 21st of November at 11 degrees of Scorpio. So if you know your chart and you have something at 27 degrees of Scorpio, and if you have something at 11 degrees of Scorpio, or anything in the fixed signs, you know, Aquarius, Leo, Scorpio, or Taurus, then you're going to really feel this Mercury retrograde. Now we're all going to feel it. I mean, I can already tell people are not getting their messages across. Uh, people aren't getting emails I sent them. It's just, it's complicated. It's annoying. <laughs> the typical Mercury retrograde signs and symptoms. But what we're going to do is we're going to look at this a little differently because it is about the the darkness. It is about the underworld. It is about going in real deep and getting into the juicy stuff of your own mind and your own creativity and, and getting very uh, clear about some things. Now, everybody th thinks Scorpio, they think sex. Yeah, Scorpio rules the sex organs, the s sexual energy, uh, the act of intimacy. What it also rules is other people's money. <laughs> So it rules anything where we merge with something bigger or intense with ourselves. So Scorpio rules psychotherapy, you know, maybe you'll have a breakthrough if you're working with, if you are a psychotherapist and you're working with your clients, you might have some really big breakthroughs this month. Maybe you are in psychotherapy and you have big breakthroughs. Um, but it rules that because it's going into the depths of the mind and going into the hidden places of our mind that we don't see. Scorpio's the hidden places. So... The hidden places of, you know, your mind, the hidden places of your home, <laughs> the, 
the hidden wherever Scorpio falls in your chart. And, you know, it's the traditional ruler of the eighth house. So that's, you know, sex, death, other people's money. And, you know, when we talk about death, we don't need to be, you know, I'm going to die. Mercury's retrograde. I'm going to die. No, not at all. What we're talking about is that Mercury is going into things to transform them so that we feel like we have a resurrection afterwards because Scorpio also rules resurrection. We're resurrecting um, what, you know, whatever might have died off. And it's time to dip into the underworld. So you take that dip into the underworld and, and maybe do a deep meditation or a deep understanding of your emotions or deep understanding of your finances, which is not funny or you know, maybe it's enjoyable for some people, but they like doing numbers and it's, they like when it works out, it gives them a feeling of satisfaction. But, you know, maybe you need to do some deep looking at your finances because, or your finances that you share with another. That's often the case with Scorpio. So these are things that we can look at, but, you know, I'm an astrologer, so I prefer to go into the deeper things that we have uh, on our plates, you know what's in the deep recesses of our unconscious and what do we as a collective unconscious find simmering to the surface and bubbling up while we have mercury and scorpio for so long um it doesn't really leave scorpio until the 9th of december so we've got two full months of mercury and scorpio which is really you know when when something stays that long in a sign it really is asking us to do some you know, some work. And we have to do that. So take out your Scorpio tools and stay out of the claws of the scorpion and work with, work with what you've got. Work with, don't be afraid to go deep and have those deep conversations. Um, hidden conversations, conversations that need to be had, um, secrets let out and Mercury retrograde often brings the truth to the surface. The truth comes out. So dark truths might come forward. <laughs> um, and then we move into the 1st of November. Can you believe it? It's All Saints Day, All Souls Day, the 1st of November. And that's when Venus leaves Scorpio, happily pops into Sagittarius, and she lightens things up. So that's going to be nice because once Friday comes, Venus is going to point to Jupiter, and Jupiter is in its own sign. So we've got some more lighter energy happening because while Venus has been in Scorpio and while planets are in Scorpio, you know, the sun went into Scorpio the other day, everything points to Pluto, which is in Capricorn, which then points to Saturn. So we all go back to Saturn. Now, if you're handling Saturn very well, good, great. But Jupiter is in Sagittarius still for a little while yet. And Venus, is, once Friday comes, Venus is going to point to Jupiter. And so, you know, maybe it's a good time to bring in some extra cash. Uh, maybe going through your finances, you find some hidden funds. <laughs> and it's a good time to sort of uh, be be happy and enjoy, enjoy yourself and enjoy this month of November because Jupiter goes into Capricorn in December. And we'll talk about that when the time comes. But enjoy, enjoy these weeks ahead with Jupiter in Sag. This is, you know, been for just about a year and it won't come back for 12 years. So live it up. Enjoy that Jupiter and Sag. Expand your mind. Go take a trip. Travel someplace and enjoy it. And uh, 
feel fortunate and, and show gratitude. And that's a wonderful thing about having Jupiter and Sag. You really notice the things in your life that you're very grateful for. And how are we doing as far as the moon? Once this new moon happens, the moon will stay in Scorpio all day tomorrow. Now it's very early Scorpio tonight. So it's, uh, it's all in Scorpio tomorrow, Monday. It's void 1.34 p.m. on Tuesday, the 29th Eastern time. So it's going to go void and it's going to go into Sagittarius at about 6 p.m. on Tuesday. So we've got an afternoon of void, a void moon in Scorpio. So you can ponder what happened during the new moon. So then we go into a nice moon in Sag on Wednesday. And Thursday, it goes void on the 31st Halloween and 1029 it goes void of course in Sagittarius and then it goes into Capricorn at 10:38 p.m. This is all Eastern time. So my goodness, we've got another long void moon on Thursday and we've got a few hours void on Tuesday. On Friday the 1st we are going to have the moon enter Capricorn. We'll be in Capricorn as of, you know, 1030 Thursday night, Eastern time. And then it's going to spend the weekend in Capricorn. Now, remember what happens when the moon goes into Capricorn. It meets with Saturn and Pluto. And here we go with up and down again. And here you may feel really great when you have, you know, that moon and Sag this week and you're like, yeah, I'm progressing. I feel good. Moon's with Jupiter. I'm expanding. And then... It hits Capricorn. And for the weekend, you know, that's when you want to like relax. And it's like a planet of work and loyalty and hard work and focus and stuff. So uh, you're going to get that Capricorn moon Friday. You're going to get it Saturday when it hits Saturn at 3.29 a.m. Eastern time. So it's the middle of the night. And then Pluto in the afternoon, 1.30 in the afternoon, 1.39 in the afternoon Eastern time. And that is really a strong hit because they are once again in occultation. So this is yet another occultation of the moon going to Saturn, going to Pluto. What does that mean? It means that the lights are going out of Saturn and Pluto. You're not, you might not feel that transformation. This might be like, well, things aren't moving. I don't understand. I've been working so hard. What is that? What is it doing? And really it's, it's just a moment. It's just a blink of the moon turning off the lights on Saturn and Pluto. I did a whole video about this on YouTube. You can go look at it. Um, it talks about the lunar nodes and it talks about the occultations we have. So the one about the lunar nodes on my Golden Astrologer YouTube page, that's the one to look at when you hear about occultations because these are going to go on for a little while. And then on Sunday the 3rd, we get the moon void um, in the middle of the night just for a few hours when you know if you're in eastern time you're sleeping if you're in South Africa you are awake <laughs> but it's 1:46 a.m. to 6:19 a.m. when it goes into Aquarius so really the moon's in Aquarius all day on Sunday the 3rd and then we go into the new week so that's the story of the week it's a pretty big week this Mars Saturn is important and you know pay attention to it pay attention to where you're diligent where you're getting things done in your life 
and just pay attention to what happens at this new moon. So we've got, so here's what your homework is for the week. Pay attention to what revelations come to you at this new moon or creative ideas or epiphanies or new projects, whatever happens this new moon. Pay attention to what happens when Mercury talks to Venus very slowly and sweetly. Pay attention to Mercury stationing and going retrograde. Pay attention to that. So that's a lot of stuff. And, you know, we've got a week chock full of goodies for our, for our journals this week. <laughs> so pay attention and uh, rise up, even though we're, we're in this time of the year where the northern hemisphere things die off this is really you know it's always important because things in order for things to grow again they need to die off so we can shed our skin and we are all shedding skin right now so when you have that up and you feel empowered and then you crash just remember it's a cycle it's not going to last forever and you are going to get through it you will i promise you're going to get through it it's just you know we have to in order to keep going up and up we can't just keep going up without you know getting some of this the obstacles out of the way and that's we have to purge those obstacles and that's really what saturn and pluto are helping us do remember it's your mastery you want to achieve the mastery in your life I'm Deb McBride. This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast. And that's it for this week. You can visit my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, which is where you can book an appointment. You can visit my Instagram page, which is the Golden Astrologer. My Twitter is at Deb Astrology. And I give readings and I give uh, you know, healing sessions as with, uh, I have a holographic scaling system. If you want more information about that, you can write to me at info at thegoldenastrologer.com or read about it on my website. My blog is there, Astrologer's Thoughts, and there's lots going on there. So visit and write to me and I wish you a lovely week, a happy Halloween, a beautiful new moon, and pay attention and listen quietly. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.